0: We just heard the prophecy of Jeremiah about the Messiah. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and the king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, And Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. We know that this prophecy has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the only begotten Son of God, who became man to redeem us cleanse us from sin and reconcile us to God, our Creator and Father. However, Jeremiah did not only predict the coming of the Messiah in the end times, but also a much earlier event. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, The Lord liveth which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and from all countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. The deliverance from slavery in Egypt The subsequent 40-year wandering in the wilderness and finally the settlement of the promised land is such a defining event in the history of the people of Israel that they are remembered every year with several holidays. The exodus from Egypt is celebrated with Passover the giving of the law through Moses with the Feast of Weeks, or Shavuot, and the journey through the wilderness with the Feast of Tabernacles. Yom Kippur, or the Great Day of Atonement, is also rooted in the Exodus and the wandering the desert. We can say that even though the people of Israel existed before they settled in Egypt. They only became the people of God when they left Egypt. For us Christians, the slavery in Egypt represents sin, death, and the devil, in whose chains humanity has been bound since the fall. We are saved from this slavery only because he who is the true Passover lamb has shed his blood for us, our crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ. We must resolutely renounce sin and evil and, as St. Paul says, purge out the old leaven. That we may keep the feast, not with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. The wandering of the people of Israel in the wilderness, 40 years, that is a whole generation, is a picture of our Christian life. We have come through the Red Sea in baptism, and received a new life. We must follow our Lord just as the children of Israel followed the cloud that led them by day and the pillar of fire that gave them light in the darkness of the night. Our good and merciful Lord feeds us with the true bread of heaven, which is something incomparably greater than the manna that the children of Israel gathered in the desert. Jesus gives us his own body and blood, that is, himself, in the most holy sacrament of the altar. By receiving him, we receive eternal life and become one with him. Before entering the promised land, the people of Israel had to confirm their faith and loyalty to God and renew their covenant with him. The people then passed through the Jordan River, which again has symbolic meaning for us Christians. We all have to cross the Jordan at some point, when our journey in this world, comes to end, and we die. And let us remember what the epistle to the Hebrews says. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. If we know that Christ has taken away our sins, if we believe in him, and sincerely seek his forgiveness and grace, then we need not fear the judgment. But we must certainly take it seriously, because nothing is hidden from God, and in the lives and hearts of all of us, there are plenty of things by which we have offended our loving Father and hurt him. As the nation of Israel in the wilderness, so have we murmured against God. We have thought that we are worth more than what God has given us. We have forgotten his blessings, turned our backs on him, and worshipped ourselves, wealth, success, or other idols. Unfortunately, the people of Israel continued to be unfaithful even after God had graciously given them the benefits of the promised land and the fullness of his blessing. Therefore, God had to punish his people again and again to lead them back to the right path until finally The day came when both Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed and the people were taken into exile. But God did not abandon his people. He promised to bring them back from exile and fulfilled his promise. In fact, God did something even more important. The Babylonian captivity, 70 years away from Jerusalem and the Temple, without sacrifices and worship, prepared the people of Israel to live anywhere in the world and still preserve their culture and religion. We know how much they needed it in the centuries and millennia that followed. Unfortunately, the majority of the people of Israel did not learn the most important thing from all of this. They were unable to recognize and receive the promised Messiah when he came. They rejected him and had him crucified. But with this, they could not extinguish God's love For them, God has given all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, the opportunity to turn to Christ, to receive the grace revealed in Him, and to inherit eternal life and happiness. Just as we can compare our life to the wandering of the people of Israel in the wilderness, so we can see. In the captivity of Babylon, a foreshadowing of our Christian life in the midst of a sinful, ungodly, and evil world. This does not mean that we should treat this world badly. Prophet Jeremiah's advice to the Jews in Babylonian captivity was, seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. We must live our lives in this world in the best way possible, honestly, responsibly, serving our neighbors and doing good to everyone whenever we can. But like the people of Israel in Babylonian captivity, we too must remember that this life here on earth is not final. We know that God will free us from the chains of captivity and take us to the true and eternal promised land in heaven. We have no reason to doubt this, for God has manifested his love for us in his only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by whose precious blood we have been redeemed, and whose name be blessed from this time forth and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.